Good morning. Seven minutes after nine o'clock. Glad to have you with us at 11 o'clock. Uh, Reverend Tony Luther is going to be on the... Did I say Tony Luther? You did, yeah. Uh, That's your first mistake of the day. Yeah, and I That's just Tom. I just started. Lord <laughs> Almighty, it's okay, Joe. Uh, huh? Where am I? <laughs> Who are you? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, Tom Luther. Is You're thinking be of Tony Lupo. Yeah, well, I put them both together. Yeah, maybe if he comes on and talks about global warming, we'll have it. <laughs> Uh, he was at the city council meeting, and he's going to come on board and talk about that at 11.05. In the meantime, uh, the uh, Houthi rebels shot down uh, another uh, MQ-9 Reaper. That's one of our, uh, one of our drones. This is the second one they've, they've shot down. And uh, <laughs> it didn't, didn't really cost us anything because it's already paid for. Yeah. So I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> oh. We're uh, we're thirty four trillion dollars in debt. We're in the Middle East where we don't belong. The biggest fear is that we lose the life of a, an American who backed up under the flag to defend the United States. But the next thing after the lives of those brave men and women is the cost. And those Air Force MQ nine Reapers. Don't come cheap. I asked Brian to take a stab at what it yeah, what it, it cost, off. and uh, he started off at two million <laughs> two million dollars. I you didn't say a Reaper drone at first. I'm like, oh those. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you are only thirty million dollars off. They're thirty two million dollars a piece, and that's as of 2020. I don't know what the inflation uh, rate has done to the cost of the replacement. It's probably at least thirty-five million dollars, but let's let's just stick with thirty-two. That means they shot down two drones. It cost us at least sixty-four million dollars. Did they recoup Woo. the debris? I don't know if they recoup the debris or what do you think, they recycle the batteries? No, I'm saying if they <laughs> shot it down over their territory, they have all this uh, equipment. That uh, they're going to analyze and and reverse engineer. No, I think they've I already know. done that. <laughs> I think they did that when the Obamunist uh, dropped one in Iran. You know, it was a great weapon that you know been great if we'd kept it a secret and only used it when we had to. But no, 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 no we've stuck our nose in everybody else's business and sixty-four million dollars. Think about the cost. Of all the housing and the food and the fuel and the logistics people associated with just keeping our Navy over there. Man, oh man, oh man, that gets expensive. <sighs> Two drones, $64 million. That's heartbreaking. That really is heartbreaking. Uh, but we've we've got much more uh, much more to cover here. <laughs> Sixty four million. I could cry. Would you? You know what? If if they would just give me the money for one of those drones, <laughs> I'd I'd retire tomorrow, Brian. I know. Uh, I could. Well, actually, I could do that on your money, but <laughs> you won't give it to me. Uh, there is a, a story at Fox News: uh, Native Americans fear woke efforts by Kansas City chiefs. Uh, the Boy Scouts and Taylor Swift to erase the heritage. You know, I've been arguing this for the longest time. 
that when they had the uh, Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians, uh, that these were all um, complimentary. These, this was showing the warrior spirit and the courage, and, and it was not an insult to Native Americans. And I was frankly uh, disappointed, uh, really disappointed, I'm, I'm going to tell you the, the truth, sadly disappointed when they changed the name of the Cleveland Indians to the Guardians. That's ah, so stupid. What are they thinking? Well, it turns out that Native American activists uh, under attack via cancel culture say they hope to stop woke efforts today from obliterating wide swaths of U.S. Uh, uh, heritage and history. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Boy Scouts of America appear to be erasing traces of their Native American heritage, according to activists. Uh, also, America's most famous Chiefs fan right now, Taylor Swift, is being hailed by some as the great woke hope who can force the franchise to cave to changes of racism and end its tomahawk chop chant. There it is. <laughs> we were talking about that probably five years ago uh, when they started all this nonsense with the Redskins and the uh, Cleveland Indians. And we, we actually said the Chiefs, someday they're going to go after the tomahawk chop. And here we are. <laughs> so if these imbeciles continue, they will completely wipe out any reference to Native American heritage. They just stamp it out. That's, a, you know, stomp it out. It, it's They do it's, that with all history that's offensive. You know, we need to get rid of it once and for all. Erase it. That way people won't even know it existed. Uh, not in our honor, a Kansas City-based group said it was hopeful that Swift would be an ally in their effort to force the team to end the tradition. According to uh, media reports, the legacy of the popular Kansas City, Missouri mayor and Arapahoe tribal member, Harold Rowe Chief Bartle, could be obliterated in the fallout. He's a foundational figure in the history of both the Chiefs and the Boy Scouts, at least until he's canceled. That's a fear of American Indians. And since on my father's side I have some Blackfoot, I... Wish they would leave it alone. I wish they would go by. I, if I had the money to buy the Cleveland Indians, I'm sorry, the Guardians. No, I'm not sorry. The I would buy them and change the name back. Just, just to stick it to them. Yeah, can we do a GoFundMe? Yeah, I think so. You know, they're they're trying to raise uh, uh, what uh, five hundred million dollars for Donald Trump. That'd be enough for me to buy the Indians. That's true. I could own them lock, stock, and barrel, and I could put the name back on the marquee. <sighs> Donald Trump. Oh, man. We talked about yesterday his, uh, his money trouble. That's, isn't it amazing? He's, the guy's a multi-billionaire, uh, and then Democrats decide to go after him, and uh, suddenly he's cash poor. <laughs> they're, they're just ruining him. And... Um, Brian, I'm going to change things up now that I'm here and get Kevin O'Leary's audio. Uh, Kevin O'Leary um, was talking about this decision in New York. If you were going to invest in New York real estate, commercial real estate, would you do it 
after that decision by this judge? Because I promise you, I guarantee you that every commercial real estate venture in the city of New York, probably in the state of New York, has done exactly what Donald Trump did. They've all done it. And so you got Governor Hochul saying, now don't, don't panic. Don't, don't, don't panic here. Don't run away uh, because uh, this was only Donald Trump. You're safe. We'll look the other way for you, which I don't find particularly comforting. And a lot of it, do you see where they're boycotting the truck drivers or, or boycotting New York? Uh, anyway, uh, Kevin O'Leary uh, talking about the damages that this verdict brought. Uh, he's on Fox News. Here he is. Who lost money? This is some arbitrary decision a judge made. This policy and what this says, what does this say about the bar, the legal bar in New York? Aren't they going to question this judge? What is this? $355 million and there's dollars as a, as a penalty and there's plus interest at 9% and there's no victim? I mean, I'm sorry, her, her words fall on deaf ears to everybody. There's nothing she can say to justify this decision. And this has nothing to do with Trump. Nothing to do with Trump. Forget about Trump. This is not a Trump situation. This is a New York problem now. The whole world is looking at this saying, what are you doing to yourselves? If you're a, if you're a real estate investor, uh, if you're thinking of putting, because uh, O'Leary said he would not put a dime. He, he's not going to ever invest in New York. They just shot themselves in the foot. They're myopic as hell, and they're burning desire to go after Donald Trump in any way they could. And and starting before they were even in office, the uh, the attorney general uh, and these prosecutors were going after. We're going to get Donald Trump. This was their goal. Who runs for office, promising to destroy someone's life without any indication that they're criminals, and gets away with it. And, and and they are so myopic, they don't realize that they're killing New York. Boy, these progressives, they're dumber than a box of rocks. They think they're clever. I guarantee you that, that they think they're geniuses. Look at what we've done. We promised to destroy Donald Trump, and look at what we aren't we amazing. They're so stupid... They're so damned ignorant, they don't understand what they're doing to New York. Now, I lived in New York. I've got a total of only probably five years of living in New York. It's a beautiful state. I don't care where you're at, there's something of interest. From Niagara Falls to the, 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 the vineyards and, and the rural areas and the lakes. And, and if you're into the big urban scene, it's New York. And I mean, they've got a little of everything. And they're destroying that state. They are destroying that state. And the other thing that's happening here, and this is really terrifying, is that a lot of these Democrats who now realize that, you know, New York's gone a little too far. And it's hard for us to make a profit here. Not to mention the fact that we're afraid they're going to, you know, yank the rug out from under us like they did Donald Trump. They're moving to places like Florida and Texas. And they're... Hopefully not bringing their politics with them, but I think a good number of them will. Up against the clock, you can get us at GaryNolan.com. Send me a message, pops up in studio. 
Or pick up the phone, give me a call, 800-529-5572. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. 22 minutes after 9 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. We've been talking about New York and what they did to Donald Trump. They think they hit Trump, and they did. But they really hit the, the real bullseye taking the hit is the state of New York. Because who's going to want to invest? And Kathy Hochul saying, oh, no, no, don't worry. It was just Donald Trump. You're safe. Yeah, you're safe unless you do something they disagree with politically. And you're a Republican. Yeah. I mean, they can if they can target Trump for this, I guarantee you they can go after any, any, anybody else that's investing in real estate up there. They, they could destroy Bloomberg. I guarantee it. But nobody's running for office going, I'm going to get Bloomberg. What a bunch of cretins. The end justifies the means mentality demonstrated once again by the Democrats. Roger, good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. I don't know if uh, you remember or not, but when Rush Limbaugh left New York City for Florida... They they had been harassing him for years on his taxes and a number of things. And as soon as Rush moved to Florida, then Governor Cuomo came out with a statement. Boy, I know, basically saying, if I'd known it was this easy to get rid of Rush Limbaugh, I would have done it sooner. What an idiot. Uh, Limbaugh and was making... it. it I would go back 15 years ago, I think he was making $20 million a year. He had to be spending right. it. In, in, in New York, m making money for everybody from uh, waitstaff and restaurants to, uh, uh, you just name it, I don't know. Uh, it's so stupid. These Democrats are just idiots. Well, it's been going on for years up there. It's not something new. Yep. All right. Roger, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's, it is. It's in, it, they're idiots. Democrats have that end justifies the means mentality. They're going to go after Trump no matter what. Uh, but now they've shot themselves in the foot, and I guarantee you it's going to cost. Already they're leaving the state. They're leaving California. Just leave your politics behind. Because uh, the rest of us don't need it. There is a, uh, apparently Biden is going to use a, uh, uh, almost never used rule to uh, to, uh, to literally to seize patents, um, and and we'll tell you what that's all about in uh, in a few minutes. But uh, there's just so, so much else going on here. There is a, a story about a, a, in fact, this is in the uh, Columbia Missourian, and I thought this was a real example of stupidity. Awareness of black mental health crises comes at a great cost. They go to great detail to tell us about this black woman who committed suicide. On January 8th, uh, this uh, former vice president of student affairs at LU took her own life. In that final email sent hours before her death, she describes the toll that life at Lincoln has taken and offers ways uh, that workplace culture could be improved. I don't know if anybody read this or not, but I went through this this story and I'm listening to this tale of woe about how difficult life is for a black woman, overworked, microaggressions, faced harassment and bullying, 
after getting a poor performance evaluation dismissed by uh, Mosley at the LU Board of Curators uh, when requesting family and medical leave uh, under the uh, for her mental health under the Disabilities Act. She, I mean, this was horrible. I'm listening to the story, and and I'm thinking this woman is she's really. She really got, you know, hot. the pressure was so great that she committed suicide. Wasn't until I got about three quarters of the way through that I found out that she had had a serious head injury. Um, I don't know why I didn't bring that up a little bit sooner, because that might have explained the brain damage. Uh, might have explained why, you know, she was struggling to work and, and succeed. But instead, they make it sound like it's, you know, it's because of the color of her skin. This, this, is, uh, this is the kind of mentality we've been putting up with for years. This is the kind of stupidity, and the media just don't, they just don't cover these things the way they ought to. Um. I asked one of my leaders, she writes one time, and I said, I feel like you're giving me assignments that don't fall into my area. And that leader said, I'm giving it to you because I trust you. And I say, your trust feels like punishment. Her boss gives her a job, essentially, her leader, because he trusts her and she thinks that's an insult. I I don't know what to, this this mentality that uh, everybody is a victim because of the color of their skin is ridiculous. It's it's just it, it's a way to guarantee failure. It's a way to guarantee failure. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting read. Uh, it's unfortunate that you have to go so far down to actually um, get to the uh, get to the heart of it. Yesterday we asked you who you thought the uh, best president was since it was President's Day, and Brian uh, went out of his way to look up uh, a list provided by MSNBC. They're always right on the money with uh, everything that they say. And do. Don't you agree? Oh, I rely on them all the time. Yes. All the time. You know, I remember what we were talking about in the president that we selected as who we thought was the greatest ever. But, no, he's not even on the list. But um, Ronald Reagan. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. But Biden is on the list. Yeah. He. Oh, yeah. He's way up there. And the Obamunist is on the list. Yes. And Franklin Roosevelt is on the list. Uh, yeah. And Johnson. Oh, my head's going to explode. <laughs> Roosevelt was not a good president. I got a very good friend of mine who's written a book about FDR, and he really said nice things about Roosevelt. Uh, Craig Shirley uh, has written about Reagan. He, he wrote about Roosevelt. I think he was wrong. I think Roosevelt was terrible. The, that depression should have ended inside of a year. In fact, it probably shouldn't have gone into a recession. It should have been a depression. The problem is that Roosevelt and his predecessor both... Well, I'll, I'll explain what they did uh, in just a few minutes. 
but he is not a great... Oh, man, I'm just going to... Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. <laughs> oh, you can't... You can't make this up. Oh, oh God. I'll tell you what we're chuckling about in just a few minutes. But first, let me finish on this list of of uh, the greatest presidents. Uh, Donald Trump, they list as last. B- Biden, they put at 14. <laughs> who, did, who did they go to? Did they go to Putin to ask for his list? <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt uh, and his predecessor, the Republican uh, predecessor, both engaged in, in doing what presidents have been doing ever since but hadn't done prior. And that's try to fix the economy. Uh, so we we have Smoot Holly, the Federal Reserve, uh, and it crashes the economy. If the federal government had left everything alone, it would have recovered probably in a matter of months, uh, maybe a year or two, and it would have been a recession, not a depression. But between the two of them, they managed to screw the economy so badly that it lasted until Roosevelt died. And the legacy of Roosevelt is... It, is uh, the increase in the income tax burden, uh, it is uh, the, the reason for Medicare, uh, it is the welfare state as we know it. Johnson is on this list, and, and he exacerbated that problem. How they got on the top ten list, I, I have no idea. <laughs> but literally, Roosevelt is number two in spite of all that, and Johnson is number nine. So that's, that's two that I uh, really disagree with. Uh, Truman wasn't particularly good either. Sorry, Missouri, but he didn't float my boat. Obama was terrible. Then uh, putting Biden in at 14, it's like, where the hell did did these people get their... (laughs) What are they grading him on? Uh, You know, you couldn't couldn't give him the position of the 14th best president if you graded him on the way he walks. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing about this guy that is good. He's driven up the debt. Um, He's, you know, just buying votes wherever he can. He's made some of the most horrible decisions uh, when it comes to Afghanistan and the withdrawal, the way he did it. Uh, This... Brian, don't ever go back to MSNBC again unless I'm with you, okay? I just came across this yesterday, and I'm like, oh my, we got to talk about this. It's just, it's not, it's not safe. <laughs> it's just not safe. <laughs> Trump last. Oh, look, I'm not, I don't think Trump was all that great either, but I don't, I think Trump was better than, than Biden by a long shot. Um, all right, we talked yesterday about uh, the... Uh, the electric car thing, the fiasco that is turning into the electric car, um, the the minerals are no longer being invested in because battery-powered car sales, the demand is is dropping through the floor. Some people really do like them. I got a friend of mine, and she's she drives one. She thinks it's great, uh, but they do cost more than you think. Uh, here's a, a piece out of a Nevada station that I think uh, you'll find interesting if you're thinking about buying a battery-powered car. 
Electric vehicles, all the rage, very popular here in the Valley. California has a law requiring electric-only car sales by 2035. So about 10 years away, those EVs are well known for saving money on gas, but ADU's now investigator Kyle Payne here with more on some hidden costs. Kyle. Kirsten, David, we spoke with more than a few Tesla owners, and by and large, they love their cars. So much so, a lot of them might not realize how much it's actually costing them. I'm a fan, a huge fan. Craig Moe is a huge fan of his Tesla. All four of them, actually. The owner of a collision repair shop in California, Moe stopped at the premium outlets downtown for lunch and to fill up his electric sedan with enough juice to get him through another 400 miles or so. And he can't say enough good things about it. There's no maintenance. There's no oil changes, no fan belts, no filters, no uh, smog, no exhaust. I mean, you just drive them. It's like a glorified golf cart. But even though Mo loves his glorified golf carts and says he has no problem insuring his Teslas through State Farm, his experience might not be the norm. The Agnes Now investigators asked Carl Cook of Cook Insurance Group in Las Vegas to run some numbers. And as Cook predicted when we sat down together in his office, the Tesla insurance is far more expensive than other top automakers. Can you tell me something that the insurance people have said to you that does not bode well for the Tesla owner? Yeah, it's going to be expensive to insure. At our request, Cook quoted insurance rates for a number of popular vehicles on the road today. And at $7,417 for the year, the 2023 Tesla Model X is $1,100 more expensive than number two on his list, the 2023 Ford Escape. But two other popular sedans at the bottom of the list are thousands less, both pricing out at just over $4,400. Some insurers won't even look at electric vehicles without requiring pre-approval or a two-weeks waiting period beforehand. Cook says it's for good reason, and a lot of folks in the market for an electric vehicle like a Tesla might not have done the math on these hidden costs. The hidden costs with owning any EV would be that of insurance, repairs, and God forbid there's any damage. And in this town, you're going to have some damage. Cook says that damage on an electric vehicle can be considerably more substantial because of all the computers and sensors, bells and whistles, in, on, and around the entire car that don't exist on your father's Oldsmobile. And while some garages will fix your EV, a lot won't or can't. And Tesla itself only has one official shop here in Las Vegas. Cook says some of the big insurance companies won't even write policies for cars like Tesla. Basically, a luxury car that is very easy to total because of the cost to fix one. It's not just like if a, if a frame is bent that, okay, we can't replace it, the car's got to be totaled. In this particular case, there's a lot of liability on the insurance companies. Still, data from this digital insurance agency Agency, Insurify, says half of all car buyers are considering an electric vehicle, which is up from 38% in 2023. With 33 new EVs launched last year and 50 new or updated EVs slated to enter the U.S. marketplace this year. But even Insurify, who makes a commission on insurance policies bought through its website, acknowledges some hurdles in buying an electric vehicle. Saying dealers aren't prepared to stock their showrooms with them, it costs a lot just to replace a battery, that the cars themselves cost a pretty penny. And even though most of the folks we spoke with around town and at the charging stations love their Teslas, and the Uber drivers say they save hundreds of dollars a week on gas, the insurance agent, Carl Cook, is having none of it. I'm not sure I'd let my son drive a Tesla. I mean, he's a great driver. I love him to death. But even a rinky-dink accident in a high school parking lot, you're talking a lot of money to get that replaced. And that would not be the case if he was driving um, uh, an older car? No, no. If you're driving that old truck... You're driving that old truck to the dangerous probably on the other person's. That other person, like Tesla owner Craig Moe, 
who loves everything about his electric vehicles. What's your favorite part of actually driving it? The performance is insane. Really? Yeah. The new one, the new Tesla Plaid that I have is zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds. You ever make that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Recent data on the tires on Teslas show they wear out faster than the average vehicle, about 20% faster. Part of the reason is they go so fast, so quickly the torque takes its toll. And Teslas are actually heavier than other cars, David. Interesting stuff, Kyle. Well, we also did some checking on that $7,500 tax break when you buy an electric vehicle. Turns out the Biden administration passed some legislation actually making it harder to get that credit. And since then, only a handful of drivers actually qualify. Yeah, well, uh, we've been telling you this. It's just nice to hear somebody else admit it. Oh, those uh, that's uh, such a waste. That's a horrible waste of money. You know, can you imagine the liability with all that electricity in the car? You know, it's bad enough that you're... It, it, it can, you know what else, Brian, was just occurred to me? I'm, I'm thinking about the liability in these things. Can you imagine if the government was at its size and scope uh, back in the uh, 1920s? And you said, I'm going to drive around with 20 gallons of an exceedingly flammable liquid <laughs> you wouldn't have cars today we'd still be we'd still be uh, riding true. The, yeah yeah oh the battery powered car i just it makes me crazy that's all i like that torque that's that's neat i don't like the weight and uh, i don't like the, the 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 amount of time it takes to uh, to fill them up and these tires for the EVs, are they just like the tires that uh, you and I drive for a, a gas-powered vehicle? Or? You know, I, I don't know if they make a special uh, compound for those vehicles, but I do know that the tires do wear out faster. Well, the they vehicles have weigh, to. Yeah, and the vehicles so weigh more. So um, I guess that's a pollutant, too, but we can ignore that yeah. because there's no tailpipe. Right. <laughs> Nothing coming out of the tailpipe. There is no tailpipe. All right. All right, I will tell you what Brian and I came in laughing about in just about uh, three or four minutes or so. It's uh, the Gary Nolan Show, and it's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 9.51. Glad to have you with us. And uh, the reason I came in uh, from the last break laughing, <laughs> did did Shags come up with this story over at KCMQ? Yeah, they put it up on their uh, Facebook page, and I happened to. <laughs> All right, I, I, I missed this one. I, I hate to, I hate to so give, we'll give him credit. Hate to give Shags kudos, but this this story was definitely worth repeating. A sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be able to get through it? Yeah, I think so. A sixty-year-old man in a kilt, which uh, I mean that when he walks through the door in a kilt, that should have been <laughs> was arrested after walking into two antique stores. Shoving several items. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> where the sun don't shine. Yep, right through the old sphincter. And if that's and, not bad enough. And then putting them back on the shelf. <laughs> All total, uh, the four items valued at uh, just over 200 bucks and had to be. The <laughs> <laughs> what? They and, couldn't sanitize them? <laughs> are you kidding? I would have brought out a, a torch and burned them. <laughs> I would like to be the employee that, hey, would you go take care of that? <laughs> yeah, you better have rubber gloves. I'm just telling you. Uh, they had to be thrown out. They also sanitized other items just in case. 
Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure this guy should get in trouble, Brian. He Perhaps he identified as a shelf, and he was just, <laughs> like, putting things on the shelf. <laughs> that could be. Uh, he's facing charges for criminal mischief, uh, and apparently they've got video footage. <laughs> no, um, I'm not going to review the video footage. Thank you. Uh, oh, can you imagine <laughs> showing that to the jury? <sighs> what the hell is the matter with people? I mean, really, what is... What is the matter with people? Oh, my, 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 my. Bud Light has lost its crown as the best-selling Super Bowl beer. Corona took the top spot after the Dylan Mulvaney boycott. They just ran a very expensive ad uh, during the Super Bowl. Yes, they did. Uh, they found themselves dethroned anyway by Corona as uh, the Super Bowl champion in the battle of the beers as the embattled brand uh, struggles to recover from the Dylan Mulvaney backlash. Sales in bars and restaurants crashed to just half of last year's figure, despite a halftime ad and months of concerted effort to steer away from the trans-friendly uh, image that cost the brand, are you ready for this, nearly 30 billion dollars that one incredibly stupid woke ad cost 30 billion dollars corona was the top selling beer based on whole day sales according to data from uh, uh, restaurant engagement platform uh, called union bud light's parent company anheuser-busch in bev had some consolidation, uh, uh, consolation rather, as Michelob Ultra uh, notched up uh, most sales during the game, helped by an intermission ad featured uh, a soccer star. We're learning and we're continuing to move forward, which is how we think about it, said Anheuser-Busch's new chief commercial officer, Kyle Norrington. Wow. I mean, this guy is... The, this Dylan Mulvaney guy is just creepy. <laughs> just, just creepy. I, that's all I can tell you. But you know what, Brian? If they can give Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney enough hormones, <laughs> I mean, ply him with hormones, good news. There's a study that says if he gets enough, he can produce milk. No kidding. Just yeah. like that, huh? Yeah. Transgender women's milk is just as good for babies. Uh, this is uh, from uh, Britain, the National Health Service. This is the new science, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, claim that breast milk from transgender women, just as good as that produced by a mother who's given birth. Uh, that uh, apparently is the result of just really cranking the, uh, the the hormones into the guy until apparently you can fool his body into thinking, hey, oh, I should be making milk. <laughs> oh, my. I feel sorry for any baby that has got a breastfeed around all that uh, chest hair, but okay. Uh, it cited a 2022 study that found no observable side effects in babies breastfed with, quote, 
testosterone concentrations in baby milk. <laughs> uh, yeah, that doesn't uh, seem normal to me. I'm sorry. Uh, Lottie Moore from the Think Tank Policy Exchange, who revealed the letter, told the Telegraph the letter is unbalanced and naive in its assertion that the secretions produced by a male on hormones can nourish an infant in the way that a mother's breast milk can. This, um, who invested in this study? Who thought this was worth going after? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a thing now, Brian. Yeah, it's just another one of those stories that you, <laughs> you think that you're reading the Babylon Bee. So here's what I think they're going to do. And I, I don't know if this is possible or not, but it wouldn't surprise me if they managed to insert a uterus in a guy and then uh, have him give birth. I don't know, you know, you'd have to have um, some kind of anti-rejection drugs to keep it in place. And, I, you know, I'm not sure what that does to the baby. But these idiots will go that far. You will find a story somewhere down the road where they have done this. I don't know if it happens this year or next year, but somewhere down the road, that's what they'll try. And then they'll proclaim victory. We, we have turned a man into a woman. They won't actually have done that, but they'll claim it's a victory. Uh, Sean on the president's list said the problem is when future students are given an assignment, who do you think the three best presidents are? Uh, the MSN article will pop up to the uh, search results. Yeah, because we don't teach them how to think. We tell them what to think. And Ralph says, uh, while I'll never be an EV owner, I would like to make two points in reference to the clip that we played. Uh, apparently, the, uh, uh, the, the expense of repair that they say is a problem with a Tesla is really a problem with any luxury car. If someone hits my truck, we replace the metal and move on. It's a fancy new truck with cameras and sensors and electronic junk all over. It would cost a fortune. No, they made the distinction in that piece, Ralph, that it is because of the battery-powered cars having so much more electronics in order to operate. Um, and uh, the, the, the high voltage, it's just dangerous. All right, quick break. But we're going to come back because we've got more. Oh, so much more. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 